0: Hello and welcome into the Bill Austin Radio Studios. It is Friday, April 9th, 2021. I'm Gareth Quak. I'm Adam Press. And I'm Miller McCaney. And this is DTP.
1: Here is the Planet's Ultimate Game. There may well be a storm brewing here tonight in many senses. What can happen today? We wonder.
0: the pitch and hello everybody and welcome into Die Sicking the Pitch here on BlazeradioOnline.com as well as our podcast platforms on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Gareth Quak alongside my co-host once again, Edwin Perez and miller McCaney. gentlemen good to see both of your beautiful faces this morning bright and early i know you guys are you guys are laughing at me but guess what it's it's always a pleasure being out here seeing you guys uh, in person of course uh spaced out and everything but uh how we both doing this week uh
2: doing we're doing fine um Uh, The fitness level is different in this room. You know, someone's more match fit than the other. We're going to let you decide throughout the show who is the more match fit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Although the answer might be spoiled earlier than the other one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're ready to go. Excited for a a good show. You know, it's going to be an electric day. You know, afterwards, I think uh, Dissecting the Pitch are going to go on another great lunch date that we post <laughs> on our social media accounts. so yeah stay tuned for that but uh i'm excited
1: yeah I, I mean said it great and the only other thing i got going on really is um you got the second code vaccine today okay. right after the show very, very, nice. So also very nice excited about that as well but other than that, just glad to be here and ready to get going.
0: Well look, we eventful days on and off the, the <laughs> microphone, you know. That's what that's what we do here at dissecting the pitch, um, for all three of us involved. Absolutely um, <laughs> Let's we got a lot of stuff to talk to talk about this week. UEFA Champions League quarterfinal leg one reaction. We'll talk touch upon the Europa League as well in that quarterfinals. Haven't done some table updates, so we're gonna do a little rapid fire table update reaction. And so let's first get into the UEFA Champions League, the f- first leg of the quarterfinals. And uh, quite an eventful week of action in the Champions League as we get towards down this home stretch. Real Madrid-Liverpool, Man city Dortmund, Bayern-PSG, and Porto-Chelsea. Let's first talk about uh, this matchup here. Real Madrid and Liverpool. It was Real Madrid winning 3-1 to on Tuesday. And it was Vinicius Jr., who really stepped up? He had the two goals that kind of propelled Real Madrid to the victory. Marco Asensio got on the board as well, and uh, I'm gonna I'm first give it to Edwin here because I know Edwin has been has been vocal throughout the show about Vinicius and uh, his his Absolutely. performance, and Absolutely. so. Uh, I think he may have finally heard you. Maybe a little later than you probably anticipated, but he he, he looked like he stepped up this game. Absolutely.
2: I think most importantly, I will talk about Vinicius in a little bit, but I think the most vital part was the midfield. I think he talked about how important the PSG Bayern Munich game, the midfield, was going to be. But I think the midfield presence was felt here where... um, Liverpool midfield with Winyanum w- w- I always struggle with his name. Winyanum he had a terrible game. Keita just didn't look like he was, uh, deserved to belong in that field. But, yet, when they brought on Thiago Alcântara, that's when things were going well for Liverpool. So, why don't you start him? But, yeah, the midfield truly made a difference. Tony Kroos with a beautiful ball, and it was a huge part of that assist. So, incredible there. Casemiro played a pivotal role not only defensively but moving forward and Luka modric so i think big shout out to them and you know we always talked about who's going to step up we thought it was to be benzema obviously ramos was not here but it was, turned out to be the wingers the guys that you know we've seen can turn it on some games and they finally did in this one marco sencio the guy who kind of underrated you know the guy behind the scenes who comes off the bench and makes a little bit of impact. But Vinicius, Vinicius Jr. finally showed what they wanted him to be. You know, he's that Brazilian starlet who can make a play, can make a little shimmy move and make you uh, make you pay for your mistakes like Trent Ar- Arnold had in this game. So such a terrible uh, game for Liverpool, where I think they absolutely lost it and sold the bag in it. But I think uh, credit Real Madrid and their attackers and what that midfield did.
1: Yeah, uh, I I think that it was kind of tough to watch because a lot of people probably thought that this was going to be a lot closer than it actually was, and the crazy thing was, is, you know, obviously like on match day they were going to start Rafael Varane, and then he has a COVID test come back positive at lunch right before the game, so that was really tough. They had to throw Nacho out here, out there, who played really well, um, but I think overall Real Madrid just looked by the looked you know the better team and you know as Edwin said the wingers were important but another guy that caught my eye in this game was Lucas Vasquez playing right back you know that's not really his preferred position but he's really stepped into that role and accepted it and kind of conquered it a little bit recently so it was good to see that for sure and he was somebody that was a playmaker for them Uh, but he comparing him to Alexander Arnold on the other side who's playing the same position and they're playing kind of a similar role, it, it makes you wonder, okay, you know, Alexander Arnold has been absolutely atrocious at defense, absolutely yeah. awful on the defensive side of the ball. So does are they going to have to make a decision there eventually? Or are they going to have to move him? Because, Ooh. you know, Klopp's not going to want to keep losing games like this. Absolutely not. Yeah. And And some people are going to have to look at it and say, you know, maybe his time, if they don't continue to buy the players that he wants – Uh, because they're not having the success that they want. And, you know, some players are going to be on the way out. Is he going to have a hard time, you know, kind of fielding some of these players still the same way? And, you know, obviously this is a really big problem for them and has been, you know, for the past month or two. So, like, eventually he's going to have to address this situation.
0: Yeah that that was a very very poor clearance from that that header that it, it just he just set up the set up Real Madrid perfectly on that play but it, it leads me to my next question here uh, d- do you see Liverpool here maybe making this interesting in the second leg they're only down 2 and they did get in the away goal but w- w- what do you th- think their their odds are for the next leg I mean they can make it interesting it it's, it's just a question of how they can play I mean if they
2: they get a goal early absolutely i mean we saw what happened with barcelona who had a bigger lead you know in the champions league that uh a little bit back but that's when liverpool was all clicking that's the thing is that this liverpool team right now is not clicking and they can figure out their stuff i mean jurgen klopp and you know they have he has them set right and as long as this player can play the way that they're supposed to then yeah absolutely because the Contra should be starting, and that's what something he realized in the game. And when he was on the field, that's when they started to attack more, look more organized in, in, in that aspect. So they learned from that. Um, I mean, Jurgen Klopp's obviously going to probably mention the Barcelona game, said, hey, if we can do it there, we can do this against the Real Madrid team. that Yes, they're good, but they're not amazing. They're not going to blow you away. So... Is it possible? Yes. Do I see it happening? I don't know. I I truly think now Real Madrid's going to put all their eggs into the Champions League now that they saw what this matchup is. And that's why when when Real Madrid do that, it's going to be hard to beat them. I mean, they're going to put everything into it. That's why I think they're going to slip up in La Liga. They might even lose El Clásico tomorrow because they're all focused on this Liverpool matchup. And realistically, it could be all the way to the championship because, I mean, this Chelsea side with Tuchel is not that impressive either. I think Porto kind of lost it a little bit, but Yeah. yeah. I think uh it's gonna be hard it's gonna be very hard for liverpool
1: i i think there is a there is a chance and you know liverpool do play a lot better when they play at home so i mean that is one thing that they'll have going for them you know because they've had that unbeaten streak that you know it did get broken but they'd had that unbeaten streak you know at home for like a really long time and. Um, I'm, it is the same team, and I don't see there's any reason why they can't turn it around. But Gareth, I have to ask you a question. Throw, gonna throw you a little, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. gonna throw you a little softball here, and I want you to crush it. All okay, right, okay, all right. In your professional opinion, oh, professional, do you think that this game was more about the flaws of Liverpool and how badly they've been playing recently, oh. or is Real Madrid starting to catch fire a little bit? <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: You know, I I got I got to resort
0: to my only uh, my only insight, which was watching the the CBS highlights. <laughs> oh
1: God!
0: <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry I, I'm sorry if this isn't the answer you you, you wanted, but uh, it it looked like I I'll, I'll you know I'll give in Liverpool had some bad mistakes, but I'll, I'll give Real Madrid and Vinicius some credit too for for finishing the the finishing the opportunities he needed to. It looked like so that's that's what I'll say. They got some momentum heading in, but. I mean who knows Liverpool has has that uh that comeback gene as well so uh I didn't get a definite answer there so is it <laughs> Liverpool's
2: flaws or more of Real
0: Madrid's hot you know I know what Miller's going to say but I'm going to go Real Madrid's uh Real Madrid's uh, strengths here. Okay. So I, think appreciate would, that. I think you would yeah. agree, with that. Would agree okay. with that. Okay. I'm, I'm right. the one who's on the Liverpool flaws. <laughs> I definitely. With that. I would agree. Okay. With that. <laughs> All right. That's fair. I, look, I, I didn't. I didn't burn any bridges here. Uh, with no. I, with no hot takes uh, here. You burned the bridge for me. <laughs> okay. Well, that's already been burned for a long time. Uh, let's move on. We got Manchester City versus Borussia Dortmund, and it was City with the the 2-1 win late in the game. It looked like Dortmund might have clinched. Uh, what what would have been a really good result for them would have been a nice draw. They have on the away goal, but instead Phil Foden he gets the winner in the 90th minute uh, in stoppage time. Two to one, the 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 victory for Manchester City. Uh, so it, it, it I, I guess on on paper it's you know not not the worst thing for Dortmund, but I think if you were to ask them they really could have uh, could have could have secured that one one draw, which would have been nice heading into the second leg.
2: If the referee was nicer to them and actually uh, played the game as I uh, ref the game as he should have, it should have been two-two. That Jude Bellingham goal definitely was a goal. It was not a foul. I mean, the, he got the ball first, and then afterwards the contact was initiated, which, by the rules of FIFA, according to them, it is not a foul. It it was initiated by the goalie realizing that oh. I messed up. I I need to go down, which was Ederson, which I love Ederson. And uh, obviously he's Brazilian and all that, but he got bailed out hugely there, and that that would have been huge for Dortmund. And it was just a lapse of concentration, you know. When when you saw that 88+, plus, you can see Dortmund was slowing down and everything, and they just let Man City uh just have their will, and when you do that they're going to have their attack and it was just a a pretty simple goal for uh, for Phil Foden It was just a a simple pass to him, and he he just had to finish it which he he's going to do he's that quality of a player that he's going to take those advantages he's not a you know a dumb belly where it's fifty fifty if it's going <laughs> to go in but it, he's, he he's a Phil Foden so um, laps concentration, but I also think the refereeing was definitely against them. They had a few calls <laughs> where it should have gone their way but it didn't. Um, I mean, that's more of the controversy than what happened with the referee after the game, but that's just my personal opinion. So, uh, I don't know how you felt about that Jude Bellingham play right there.
1: I mean, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter and you know, I just love looking at people's opinions on Twitter. <laughs> um, that's what that's what the apps for. Yeah, exactly. Uh I, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't really, like, have an opinion either way. Like, it's just one of those things that, I mean, it's it, it looks more obvious than it probably was. Probably. You know, from the angle that the referee saw it at, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, to talk more about the game just in general, I think that it was really cool that, well, I mean, we all kind of assumed City would win this game, to be fair, uh, but Marco Royce. You know, yeah. going out there, playing a little bit, showing some flashes of his old self. Really glad to see that he's still a baller. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. A little bit nostalgic there, but I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not surprised at how this game went. It was a little bit closer in the first leg than I thought it would be. I thought a City might come out a little bit, you know, quicker, but. Man, I I don't know. It, it could be close going into the next leg. Yeah. It could be close. The way they played, I mean, they could definitely make a game out of the second leg if they come out the same way. So, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, well, by by no means is it a a, a bad result
0: for Dortmund. Of course, they would have liked to either draw or, or win, but 2-1, you got in the way goal there and uh you, you you come back home, you might have an opportunity to just score a lot. You got nothing to lose here. So, that, that that's something that Keep an eye out for as uh, they head to the next leg. I think that should be one of the more entertaining ones. Um, but let's let's move on now because this might be the, the most talked about matchup here. Bayern Munich versus PSG. And uh, this one was the game of the week, you could yes, say. Sir. And it was PSG with the improbable result. 3-2 victory over Bayern Munich. Of course, uh, Bayern did not have uh, Robert Lewandowski in the starting lineup. He's uh, he's hurt. But, still, give give the credit to PSG for what they did with the, the two goals by Mbappe. Marquinhos scored as well. Neymar had, a, had an assist as well. Uh, Bayern had a nice response, but in the end, it was PSG with the win. But yet, uh, it, it may not be enough, given that Byron is just so good offensively, and they have another game left to play. Would you agree? Absolutely. Obviously, the game's not over. I mean, both those teams are good enough to take over a match,
2: especially when the team that's behind went for 31 shots. Uh, I think that says that the second leg is wide open. But all uh, like I gotta say, Miller, it was a masterclass from a boy Neymar Jr. He uh, his two assists were <laughs> absolute beauties. As much as you, as much as you will hate to admit it, and will say anything, that was. Those assists were top-notch assists, the plays that only some players can do, and that's what Neymar did. Uh, that that pass from Marquinhos showed it more than anything. But that go, again, the first one, that was Neymar's beautiful uh, play uh, playmaking right there. But again great finish by Mbappe. Um <laughs> and, and I know you hate to say this uh but uh, the midfield actually played pre- pretty pretty de- decently in PSG. This yes, it wasn't a masterclass and I'm not saying it was that but they played well enough to get them uh well situated, help them in defense. So, you know, not, not the best. The defense was very shaky at times, but they still helped out enough and they pulled out a result as of utmost importance for them, especially uh, the the, w- the way that it was going. They needed to get that win uh, because it was coming at them. Chupa Moting looked like he was going to get another one. Thomas Muller was kind of playing out of his mind. So for uh, PSG to escape this was, was huge. Again, this defense is gonna to have to uh, buckle down. Thirty-one shots, twelve on target is not ideal. <laughs> Kayler Davis, credit to him, he Oof. came up huge in that game. So it's gonna be a very interesting matchup. That's why it's, it, this is the one to watch. I mean, these were uh, the two finalists in they uh, last year, and obviously Byron won it. But this is uh, they showed us why they that happened and why it should have been the final this year. But again, luck of the draw and everything like that. But Credit to Neymar, credit to Moppet, credit to Taylor Navas. Also credit to that Byron attack who who did
1: pretty well in this game. Well, <laughs> just to kind of lay it out for you boys. <laughs> if Lewandowski plays in this game, Byron score five plus. Easy.
2: Yeah, but that's a big if. You know? <laughs> uh, he, well, yeah, he did. not and he can't. But, like,
1: if he did play in this game, they had 31 shots. Absolutely, they did. Where PSG had six. Hey, it's not the quantity. It's the That's quality. five times more. It's not the quantity. It's the
2: quality. They were <laughs> the quality was a lot better. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when, when we look at the scoreline. It says different.
1: Well, okay. So here's where I want to get into that. So the two first goals were both mental, mental, mental errors. That's the world class of passing. Manuel is Neuer one. is washed city. <laughs> um, it was a terrible save on the first goal. Yeah, and he he tried to anticipate the shot. You know, yeah. opposite post, and he gets beat near post. And that's the first thing about goalkeeping you learn, is you know you gotta you gotta cover your near post. Yeah, and never get. Just, beat. And he tried to yeah he tried to give it away. So ended up biting him, but I I just at the end of the day I the only good goal. That I saw in this entire game wasn't Bappe's third one. The the final goal for PSG nah, was really good.
2: Absolutely not.
1: That goal was that goal was really good. <laughs> no, that's
2: not the only good goal in that game though. <laughs> that name our pass in the second no one does that pass 99 percent of the time the the attackers pass it back to the goalkeeper and reset the whole defense he for an marquinhos an he to get yeah mark for marquinhos to get on that line right on time and for him to finish like that that's a cdm uh, we're talking about slash center back
1: totally fair and i agree but at the end of the day, like, should they have pushed up? No, they shouldn't have because the ball wasn't clear yet. So I don't know why they're running forward.
2: Oh, I know. Absolutely. Terrible
1: I think- defense. Terrible. But also, I the midfield did, they did, for Bayern, the midfield did their job. They had 64% <laughs> possession. They controlled the game. They had 31 shots. They were supposed to win this game. They played so much better. This was literally a FIFA game in real life. Oh,
0: oh, are you referencing uh, your Twitter, your yes. Twitter post <laughs> yeah. that we saw? I'm, I'm sticking to it because you know in real life. I
1: hate to look at other people's opinions, and I <laughs> even hate mine at times, and I do hate this one too. But it was it was a FIFA game in real life.
2: Absolutely, but I think PSG were fine letting them do what they did because they were ahead.
1: I yeah, I totally agree, and yeah. I. But the thing is, is that the next game that they play will not be the same way.
2: Well, I agree. Uh, It It will not be the same way. I agree.
1: Different players. And and, and the cool thing is about this game, though (laughs) snow game, first off. That was sick yeah. that was sick, but it was real it was real crazy too because you know they were following the balls and stuff like that and they were taking crazy shots at goal and people on defense were just dropping when the ball hit them because it was so hard was yeah. <laughs> <Just laughs> falling on the floor so that was really like I don't know it was a really cool game to watch but i I, I don't know I think I, I, at the end of the day this was rare circumstances. And kind of just, you know, like a a one-off thing to where this is why there are two legs to this.
2: I don't know, man. I I, I, I believe. I we're... would
1: bet every dollar that I make for the rest of my <laughs> life that Bayern Munich win the next leg.
2: Absolutely not. I think the way <laughs> the, the goalkeeper... You mentioned it yourself. Neuer is washed. Yeah, This awful. That same attack is going to come and out of next time. He tried to do time. the
1: sweeper-keeper thing in yeah. the second half, and they almost scored again. Like Absol- of yeah.
2: Absolutely. No, I agree with you. That's why I think... Byron will have a great game absolutely that's that can that can't be denied the quality that they have even on their bench could go in there and probably do have a solid game but the attack with Neymar and Moppy the way that they clicked yes some of it was defensive mistakes but the way that they were clicking on the cylinder is going to make it hard for that defense to handle and when they get a shot off it's going to be hard for ne- Neuer because I mean he was trying to guess as you mentioned he he knows that he's scared of what both Neuer and Moppy can offer and so that's going to happen in the second leg. And I trust Kaylor Navis. I mean, the man is the Champions League god in himself. <laughs> like, acho a is the World Cup god. Uh, and also, you know, Howard. This is his competition. That's and the- he showed up. I mean, if that's if fair. it wasn't for him, this the scoreline would have been, as you mentioned, I, three, it, four more totally goals. Fair.
0: Can it, can he last one more leg though? Absolutely. I, you I, think he can?
2: Absolutely.
1: If they put up another thirty shots, not a chance. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know about another thirty shots if they. But again, thirty absolutely. shots, thirty shots.
2: But that's also asking for a lot for a team to get another thirty shots.
1: I don't. I don't think it is with I, this team, and them being down, they're going to take a lot of shots.
2: I say maybe in the ballpark range of twenty to twenty to twenty-five, if if that. Uh, that's that's still that's, a lot. That's still being bold, <laughs> still but also, but also, you gotta realize a lot of those are deflected shots too. You know, the, a lot well, of yeah, the a fair. lot of these shots were deflected that they counted, yeah, and some fair. of them are questionable on why they were added. Yeah. So when it comes to quality, quality shots, I think Bayern will get. Around what they got here on goal, probably twelve to fifteen, which is a lot to ask for Kaler, but I think it it uh, the way that he stepped up this game, and the way that the attack was playing, I think they have what what it takes to win it. It's going to be hard on them. Don't yeah, get me wrong; yeah. it's not a simple game, but I I have faith in P.C.
1: Well, and the, the tough thing though too is like I think that you know obviously like I said before, like obviously Lewandowski didn't play, but another guy that didn't play either was Serge Nabry is nice a guy choice. that shows up a lot mm-hmm. for them in Champions League. And Sané started in his place and didn't hear a word from Sané all game. He didn't do anything. That is true. So I, I, I just, I don't know. It was, it was tough to watch. But even with, you know, the attack of Chupu Moting and <laughs> Kingsley Komen on the wing, put up 31 shots and produced of offense. So yeah. It was
0: impressive, yeah. But, you know, no, Lewandowski, he confirmed he's not going to be available for the second leg. But maybe maybe no. they might not he- need him. No, they're in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Mud. Because
2: we'll <laughs> is gonna play up there again. I know, and he's not that good. He's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, he had a pretty nice header. The will difference say, will be Naby. Nice yeah. <laughs> the difference would have been would be Naby. But yeah, for we, sure.
0: we we gotta move on. Let's talk about Porto versus Chelsea very quickly before we move on to Europa League. Porto nil, Chelsea two. It, 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 this is a uh, uh, Chelsea with. The victory, of course, uh, the, the Thomas Tuchel it continues to do his thing. But it, 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 Porto did have a couple of nice chances in this one, too. It, 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 the The score may not reflect, I think, how Porto actually played. And they, they could have definitely bagged in a goal or two to make it more interesting. But it's just in the end, Chelsea got their chances. You see, this is what I mean. This is, as we were talking about, it's not the quantity of shots, it's quality.
2: It's Porto doubled the chances that chelsea had but who came out looking the way better team the one that was more comfortable the one that's going to go into the second leg uh, pr- uh pretty easily that's chelsea the team that had th- uh that the team that had only three shots on goal and they converted two of them and one of those came from ben Chilwell out of everyone on that attack no team reward or anything it was Ben Chilwell out of yeah it was i think it was just a terrible game for porto it was definitely not the side that were motivated to uh beat juventus but to be fair, this was the type of comeback that the Porto needed, and they got them in the game, and they won. So maybe this is what they wanted. They wanted to get that little bit of motivation behind them. But that Chelsea, they they looked the more impressive side. They looked like the one that you know belonged more, and it was credit to them. They need to recover recover after that five two West Brom loss that they got. So. Uh, absolute terrible game and I don't I don't know I felt like Timo Warner and Kai Havertz needed to do more than mm-hmm. this matchup but against Fordo and what happened this game they just did enough credit to uh, credit to attack but it was a it was a needed bounce back win after that West Brom game more than anything
1: well and they they should they they should be the team that comes out here and looks better yep. they, I mean they have the much higher payroll they're the much more popular team they have more popular well-known players and the biggest the biggest thing is i will say a lot of people are forgetting for porto they they lost sergio oliveira you know for, due to card like disciplinary issues had too many yellows uh so he missed this match which is a big thing for them he's he's their key player uh going forward creating the chances and they didn't have that so a lot of people could look at it and say oh, i can see how they wouldn't score any goals in this game if they're missing a guy as big as that on you know a team that's I'm not saying it's a small team but it's a team that you know doesn't necessarily have the talent that these big English and Spanish clubs and everything have so i mean you need all the guys that you can get uh going forward in these games so i'll be interested to see if they can try and make a game out of it in the second leg obviously you know chelsea didn't have that many chances like edwin said and that's not something that you know they have been having a whole lot. Really, is they've had a lot of problems scoring some goals. They haven't really had a problem defending goals. But I, I think going into the next leg, it'll it'll be interesting to see how desperate Porto can be.
0: Well, I think the the, the also the, one of the better parts of having this second leg is there's you know all these games. As a whole, the deficit is not larger than two two goals, which, I mean, yeah. in second leg of Champions League, that's that's very, uh, very that's very, pretty double. that's pretty manageable. Absolutely. So this should be quite, there's no team that has, you know, 3-0, 4-0. These are all well within the ballpark, you know. It, it, is it a guarantee that they'll come back? Obviously not. But this is going to be, it, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to have you on the edge of your seat a little bit. So that, that that's something to look out for heading into next week, into the second leg, which should be very fun. Let's now move on to Europa League quarterfinal leg one reaction. Uh, We we don't need to go as in depth, but let's talk a little bit about some of the games. We want to
2: go in depth. We got to give them the love um, that they deserve as Champions League. Too bad this is a too
0: bad this is a one hour show. Um, (laughs) Arsenal one, Slavia Praha one, Granada nil, Manchester United two, Ajax one, Roma two, Dynamo Zagreb nil, Villarreal one. Let's. uh, Talk about Arsenal and and Slavia Praha because I think they this is the one game where it seemed like Arsenal, the team that was supposed to win at least or take advantage of this of the the leg of the matchup, and they did not do that with this 1 1 draw. You are discrediting what Slavia Praha did, they
2: beat a Glasgow (laughs) Rangers team (laughs) that was undefeated in in Uh the league. They beat one of the better teams in Europe (laughs) in their league. And I, I warned you guys that I played Slavia Praha because they can surprise people. That's what they did. They they can catch you uh, at any moment. 90, 94th minute corner. Oh, man. That's what it took. That's a heartbreaker. And that's a heartbreaker for Arsenal. But that's, that's, that's what shows you. If you take your uh, foot off the pedal, any team's going to take it. So credit to Slavia Praha. Arsenal were the better side for probably most of the game. But uh, they took advantage of the little few mo- m- minutes that they controlled it and and now they're looking good for the second uh, the second uh like so i i i'm back in Slavia Praha still um just had to uh say Gary you can't be discrediting that type of team <laughs> and what they've done in the past so okay. uh yeah that's my that's my analysis of this game
1: my analysis is arsenal are terrible <laughs> i think you i think you've made that very clear throughout this uh, throughout well, the season their defense is their whole team, just, awful. just their,
2: so awful. Their attack is just not clicking. I mean, we saw how good Lacazetti and uh, bombing can be when they're at their best, but they're clearly past that right obviously now.
0: Apparently, Aubameyang didn't even start.
2: Sell him. They sell should. him. Sell <laughs> they should. They Barcelona should. tried to buy him, but they rejected him in the just, back in the day. So
1: they, they, right now, any player that's playing at Arsenal is just wasting their career. <laughs> wow, Man- <laughs> <It's> tough. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on that note, Miller.
0: Yep. Manchester United 2, Granada nil. As it uh, should be. Okay. Yeah. Any any further further words on that on <laughs> that match? This is
1: what Arsenal should have done. They should have done the same thing. They should have matched what United did. And I, I'm gonna be honest, like. I don't know. I, I, these are the expectations you have of a team like Manchester United shouldn't even be in Europa League in the first place. <laughs> but they come in here, they play these games, they're going to have to win Europa League. I mean, they don't really have to because they're in yeah. second in the league. But <laughs> but I, I think that it would be nice to win something, at least. It's been a while. So, mm-hmm. uh, This could be big. But I—I I mean, I mean, you look around at the competition. Obviously, Arsenal aren't anybody to worry about. So, you—you <laughs> you look at it and you're like, well, you know, who are the other teams that are going to give us issues? And I don't think any of these teams are really anywhere close to par that's oh. where united are
2: you gotta give me credit calling it since september man united i was on that train Dude, before you were anyone, you were, anyone on the europa <laughs> you league. were he's staying on the train it's because the mctonave europa league connection it goes crazy you know what this is his competition to play for and the penalty specialist showed out again the merch. the merch. i
1: i i do want to say though that uh the Ajax roma game did have a pretty nice goal don't know if you boys saw it or not I did it it was the volley off the chest yeah. on the set piece was just absolutely nuts you, you
2: didn't check out the highlights like you did for cbs uh you got to give uh, the I europa will,
1: league I will, love
0: Garrett. i will i will you know what i will <laughs> i'll right, make absolutely. that i'll make that i'm going to write that on the whiteboard all right make europa <laughs> league a priority <laughs> yeah priority. do it I, i'll I take a photo and send it to you later and you last thing, underline it a couple times last period. thing before we go to break ed when the Dynamo Zagreb is uh down one down one and so they're they're in a little bit of trouble like like uh their some of their uh, personnel was <laughs> just, their, say, their just say it,
2: their coach we know who you're talking <laughs> about the coach that <laughs> was some in jail dude it's all right um firstly the roma game we didn't talk about it a little bit i just want to say uh oh boy. credit to that italian side they're carrying the uh the whole Italian football, because supposedly Juventus can't carry the load. Oh, Serie A, terrible. <laughs> Serie A is in the mud currently. <laughs> uh, but uh, Villarreal, I mean, we talked, uh, Miller, I said, Miller made the right choice picking Villarreal because they're the better team. Absolutely. I just thought Z- Zagreb was going to be motivated after what happened <laughs> with their coach and <laughs> all that. But out. to be fair, we, we did this last time, and we saw what happened in Tottenham. They were up to 0 Zagreb put up three goals the next time. They're, they're the type of team that needed that motivation to come from behind. This time it's only one goal, so it's going to be easier for them to do. All they got to do is score two this time. So hey, don't discredit that Zagreb
0: side. And, and, and they could be a sneaky, a sneaky team to face Man United in that next round. Hashtag give the Europa League some love. That's, what, that's what we're going to be putting on Twitter after this show. We're going to take a quick break halfway through this one. We'll be right back with the second half of Dissecting the Pitch live on BlazeRadioOnline.com. We'll be right back. And hello and welcome back into dissecting the pitch here on blazeradioonline.com. Second half of our show just about to get started. All right, gentlemen, the uh what's the halftime message in the in the locker room?
2: Uh the halftime message was discussing the post post-game plans and uh <laughs> how you're scoping out how you scoped out our post-game plans a lot and are excited to go. And I was and I was giving Miller <laughs> advice about what he should get mm-hmm. at
1: yeah, Edwin was uh, telling me that there's some crazy things out there, and <laughs> and he was also telling me you were a little hungry boy, so <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> hung, hungry man. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, we we don't
0: dive into a whole lot of our post game plans, but we'll you know we'll we'll try to send something out on the on the hey, on the last, Twitter
2: sphere. Last time we did Lolo's chicken waffles, we let the people know. Um. And uh, I think the posts were well appreciated by the community, so <laughs> the community. we're gonna have to do it again. But the, the fan base, yeah. Well, you, you know Gareth, you know who's starving for uh, Champions League football? That's West Ham in the Premier oh, League. Oh no! So there that's man. your transition that, that, bang. Th- thank you
0: for uh, <laughs> <a bang. laughs> Be- <bang. laughs> thank you for that beautiful transition as we do a little some rapid fire table updates, some rapid fire reaction. Now look, gentlemen, we have. We have five leagues in here. We're gonna we gotta have to make this quick, all right? So we, we, we you guys remember this is only uh we only got 25 more minutes here, all right? So you can't ramble, all Absolutely, right? Absolutely, we're gonna ramble. Oh, definitely not. Well,
2: <laughs> look at the never mind. We will um, get into yeah, the details.
0: But let, let's first talk about we got five leagues. I even ha- I threw in a mystery league in there too. So just for uh, their oh yeah, that's one, the
2: other thing we discussed of how you came up with
0: that league. Uh yeah, we'll we'll get to that. AKA the first letter hey, we'll in the alphabet. We'll get to that Pre- <laughs> Premier League. Man City first with 74 points. Man United second with 60 points. Leicester City in third with 56. West Ham in fourth, with 52. Chelsea in fifth with 51. Tottenham, Liverpool, Everton round out six, seven, and eight. All right, gentlemen, quick thoughts on this table as we are less in the third away left. Uh, West Ham is
2: going to be playing Champions League football. That's (laughs) that's the quick thoughts right there. (laughs) It's going to be an interesting... uh, (laughs) The battle for fourth is going to be very enticing. That's that's uh, the main thought. Is well, all those teams are very close. Chelsea, who <laughs> lost to West Brom, people are questioning oh, too cool on that Thomas Tuchel and that squad. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back, how much they devote to the Champions League. Now that they're in a Porto, so that's going to be great to see. I mean, the top two I think are pretty locked in. I mean, Man United could fall to third, but I mean, at that point they're still in Champions League football. They're not going to win uh, the Premier League. So that battle 4 to 7 is going to be interesting. Also the you got to give a little love to the relegation battle down there Fulham versus Newcastle is going to be very tight. Mm-hmm. Um I think Newcastle should be able to pull it out, but uh Fulham's right on their tails though. It, you can't discredit what that's going to uh, it's going to be and uh Man United's a little crazy. I'm sorry to call you guys out, but uh you guys want Declan Rice for Jesse Lingard in that deal. Absolutely not. We're not West Ham's not going to do that type of business. Jesse so.
1: Lingard's been like your messiah the past few weeks. I think it's been what like it's been six goals in eight games.
2: Yeah, he loves playing for West Ham. Yeah, we yeah, treat yeah. him right. Uh, apparently, he's
1: <laughs> finally, found it. Found a stage small enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> he, found st- he, he found a stage where he could actually succeed. Where people can, yeah, where people can hear him play the flute. <laughs> where where he
2: doesn't have to be a pe- penalty specialist. A, a, <laughs> a merchant Miller sort of your one
1: quick your one quick point from the prem one quick point obviously Edwin kind of recapped about how the fourth place uh and even the third place could kind of be up for uh the snatching but I I think it's interesting just to see obviously we talked about Liverpool earlier in the show uh they're you know having a tough time with the Real Madrid Champions League right now uh for their years of dominance over the last three to four years could be interesting to see. Maybe no more Champions League football for Liverpool for a little mm-hmm. while. They are in seventh right now. Uh, I mean, they're obviously still in the race. They're only, you know, they're they're three points behind fourth place, behind you guys. Uh, I'm talking to Edwin and West Ham. West Ham. But, yeah, I I mean, you know, anything can happen, but the way Liverpool are playing, it just... It's crazy how quickly things can turn around. So I just think, especially Sheffield too. That's the other thing I want to say is Sheffield, you know, they had that crazy season last year. 14 points, bottom of the league Ooh. this year. That's depressing. That's Terrible. depressing. I know that's, uh, They were, uh, were going to be one of my
2: uh, choices for relegation, yeah. uh, but uh, I didn't because of a good season. But, hey, yeah. that's Premier League. Yeah, uh, but that, we got to move to the Spanish we, League. we we got to move to La Liga. <laughs> it's it's rapid-fire table updates. I'm transitions for him. Thank you. <laughs> Real and
0: Madrid at the top of the table, in La Liga with 66 points. Barcelona in second with 65. Real Madrid in third with 63. That top three, very tight. Sevilla in fourth with 58. And then there's kind of A drop-off in fifth. Real Sociedad with 46. Gentlemen, that top three, boy, oh, boy. That's looking to be quite a, quite to, down to the wire, it seems like. This is the best, I think,
2: La Liga we've seen in a while. It's going to be the tightest it's ever going to be. And it starts with El Clasico uh, tomorrow, as we're speaking. So it's going to be a huge matchup. But Barcelona look like it's, it's their league for the taking because Atletico Madrid uh, have all the pressure, and they're starting to crumble a little bit every game. I mean, they... They look like when they're facing a bigger side, they get a little nervous and then they, the other team eventually scores and takes over. And someone like Barcelona, who's won how many games in a row in La Liga, looking well. Yes, the last game wasn't the prettiest, but they scraped out a win with them belly scoring. And that's, you know, when a, when a good team can do that, it happens. You know, Bayern Munich has their little slip ups, but they'll get a goal from someone. So Barcelona's doing replicating that. And El Clasico is just going to be huge. If Barcelona wins that, I think it's just truly going to be a battle between Atletico and Barcelona. And Barcelona has the higher up, even though point down. But also, credit the La Liga. It's such a good league this year that the bottom, the 16 through 20, is very tight. Whoever's going to go down is going to be by very minimal a difference of one game. So,
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Edwin kind of talked about Atletico haven't been as imposing as, you know, a lot of people. Uh, remember them to be but so I mean credit to them for being where they are at this year but I don't think they'll finish in first Um, and obviously the top four are pretty much already set with the difference being 12 points in between Sevilla and Real Sociedad and four and five Um, but who knows I I mean (sighs) Atletico also no longer playing Champions League so Maybe they can find a way to turn it around.
2: They absolutely should, but I just think that the, I don't way, know the, if they will. the way the team's clicking and all that, yeah. I don't think so. But, uh, you
0: know, one team <laughs> yeah. that's not clicking is Juventus right oh, now my, in the Serie A. Just stealing my words. <laughs> Serie A. That was beautiful. Inter- oh, Milan- absolutely. Serie Inter- A table. Inter Milan in first with 71 points. They have 22 wins, 5 draws, and 2 losses. It's incredible. Uh, 29 matches in so far. Uh, uh, AC Milan in second with 60 points. Juventus in third with 59. Atalanta in fourth with 58. Napoli in fifth with 56. Lazio in sixth with 52. Roma in seventh with 51. Uh, Juventus may not win the may not win Syria this year. Now, really looking I'll like. I'll let you go first.
1: Definitely not winning Syria this year, Gareth. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is impressive to me. Inter Milan almost have as many points as Man City do in the Premier League. Obviously, this a different league, uh, different games. But uh, Syria, they they haven't been as great this year. But a lot of the you know a lot of the games and stuff like that are close. It's been kind of a close table. So it's cool to see Inter Milan. Uh, after they just got rebranded and everything, too, yeah, yeah. they're fixing to probably win the league. So that's big ups to them. Uh, but I'm really gonna be interested to see if teams like Lazio or Roma can kind of make like a late run. You know, obviously Roma is still, you know, they're in Europa League, so they can kind of put their eggs into that basket. But these are teams that can definitely do it, and I just. The way that you know Adelana and Juve are playing, even Napoli, they're they're not playing as great as they should be. I mean, they all have won four of their last five. Don't get me wrong, uh, or at least you know three, but. at the end of the day I'd be interested to see if one of these teams can make a run at the end of the season yeah the
2: only thing I'll add to that because we're doing this rapidly is Inter Milan was as comfortable as Gareth was in that studio and it looks like they got the control of the league with uh, how much points and it's great to see because everyone everyone talks about like how it's becoming a little farmers with Juventus winning it so to have this type of season where Inter Milan runs away with it, you know Lukaku uh, Martinez uh, Romelu Lukaku Lutaro Martinez and all of them to be uh, performing the way it's it it's a great uh, surprise, and it's a little of a shock when you see that league. But I mean, not a shock is the Bundesliga and Bayern being on top. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Um, the seamless. League. That was. You know what? That one was good. I do like that one. That was your best one of the day. Absolutely. Bayern Munich in first it, with sixty-four points in the Bundesliga. RB Leipzig in second with fifty-seven. Wolfsburg in 3rd with 54, Eintracht Frankfurt in 4th with 50, Dortmund in 5th with 43 and Bayer Leverkusen in 6th with 43. Uh I I, I know I already know Evans going to take like 2 seconds with this Absolutely.
2: one. Absolutely. It's it's useless to talk about this league <laughs> <laughs> because his, his favorite <laughs> league to no, talk about. No, it's useless cuz Bayern Munich's going to win it every year. And people like UPMCANO join <laughs> join the the better team. UPMCANO <laughs> joined yeah, the dark all, side. All the better German people are joining. If it's worth Erling Alon joins them, I, I am done with that league. I'm, I'm, I'm not, done I'm, with that. I'm boycotting league. them absolutely. Uh, the most interesting thing is if Dortmund makes Champions League football, because Erling Alon is going to be the summer thing we all talk about. And if he doesn't get Champions League football, Dortmund, I see him leaving. Because it means so much to him. I mean, you see him recitate the the anthem of Champions League when they did that Mm -hmm. in Man City. So you can see how important that is. And something that we talked about last year is Teams like Gladbach and Schalke were doing pretty good, and we we kind of hyped them up and how they they might be, be getting better and better as years go by. Schalke last place, ten points, and we got much gladback in ninth and looking like they're points. they're uh, they're in the in the mud. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's truly shocking to see a, a team with ten points in a league like Schalke is, but I, uh, especially oof. with the way that they performed last year.
1: Well, they lost their best player, Weston McKinney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they really threw their uh, their ship to shore, but. Hey, I I will be really interested. Another team that I would hate to see not in Champions League would be Dortmund. Really need them to get going here, mm-hmm. so they need to pick one of two things, Gareth. And those two <laughs> options are one, win Champions League because they can still do it. <laughs> or two, let's go for a race. Let's come back. I tracked Frankfurt. Not my favorite team in the world. Not the most talented team in the world. Let's catch them. they got to pick one of the two. Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: it's going to be up to those type of decisions, even for PSG, who are in second place no, in their league. Oh, oh, if they put all man, their money take, in their hey, basket hey, in the Champions on. League. Hey, wow. wow. <laughs>
0: I, was, I was just about to make a point that Eintracht Frankfurt doesn't lose. They only have three losses. But sure, well, it's just, uh, let's just steal uh, it's just stealing my thunder here. I love Um, this. The transitions are my favorite Do you want to just swap spots here? Absolutely. uh... (laughs) I'm I'm controlling the board. This is where my money... This is where they're paying my contract here. Uh, Definitely not, but uh, League 1, Lille in in 1st with 66 points, not PSG. PSG, though, in 2nd with 63. AS Monaco in 3rd with 62. Uh, Lyon in 4th with 61, and then a huge drop-off. 5th place Lens with 49, so... uh, Leo and PSG. Who's gonna Who's gonna come out on top in that one? Uh, I would like to think PSG still because it's their type of league. But Leo just beat them.
2: I mean, they they beat them when Neymar was back. Uh, Neymar got the red card that game. So when we talk about that, I mean, they they uh, it's up to Leo now. It's in their hands. They beat the team that's right behind them, and if they just get results all the way through, PSG can't catch them. But um, is this little team has like the David who's good at a, a attacker, and they have the quality. But can they sustain these results? Is going to be the biggest question. And so, and then I got to also give a. They also
0: have our favorite player.
2: Uh, <laughs> they they do. Uh, but uh, I also got to give a shout out to the Kamavinga boys who are down in seventh right now. Uh. I need to see him. <laughs> I need to see him move to another team, maybe in Europa league, or even a big team like Barcelona, who needs this type of presence in the midfield. So uh, I bet you'd love that Absolutely. I
0: think Eduardo Camavinga is probably your favorite player on this show. <laughs> absolutely. I think we're the only show who talks about him as much as we do. Um, yeah, it, 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 you can't see Miller here, but he was uh, when he when he heard Camavinga's name. His, uh, his eyes perked up a little bit. His ears perked up a little bit. You, you, come on now. What's what's Kamavinga, a little man crush on Kamavinga, huh?
1: Yeah, he actually he posted a picture uh, the other day, and I put it on my story. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just, you know, for the clout. <laughs> for the clout. <laughs> <For the laughs> Got to <gotta> do <laughs> it for One the uh, We would we'd really like to see Lil win this, though. I I think that, obviously, you know, uh, with the Byron situation, Uh, We have a really tough time seeing people win the same league over and over and over again. So it might be nice to switch it up uh, a little bit. And big shout-out to Monaco in third place. This will be a good finish for them. You know, they haven't been there in a while. And uh, I just got to say that at the end of the day, when you really look at it, all we got to do is talk about the A-League, man. Yeah, yeah. All, oh. all, all, hey, all, all hey, I'm saying, hey. Miller, is, I mean, oh, wow. is it a mystery?
2: mystery. Uh, is it a mystery what PSG wow. are doing? Because, I mean, there's a mystery <laughs> that Gareth chose, you guys which are... is the letter A in the alphabet, which is clearly one of the, the first you images know, you, you see are... when you look it up. Yeah, you
0: Absolutely. guys are just stealing. <laughs> stealing. That was electric. Nice job, head. Miller. That was electric. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. expecting it from you. For those uh, that uh, don't, for no those are very there. confused right now I gave them Of course, I gave him the five main European leagues, but then I gave him a, a, a mystery league. I just gave him a random league to throw out there. No, no, no. And so I, I chose the Australian league. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, what, what? When you look at the alphabet, it's literally called the A league. The first <laughs> league that you can see is it's this league.
0: No, exactly. I was gonna have you <laughs> click on it, and then you could be like, "Oh, okay, A league." Oh, you want to know the best so part? The mystery the is A-League?
1: not. It's the A. Oh no! What's <laughs> but, the best part about the A league? The best part about the A league the the is there's only twelve teams. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and big. Show shout out to my boys in 6 <laughs> Western Sydney Wanderers baby let's do this thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had what about, b- what, about
0: uh, what about the Central Coast Mariners <sighs> overrated I I,
2: I I agree. I think <laughs> I agree. too many draws in the recent <laughs> yep, matchups. Yep. Someone like Melbourne City, who is well situated <laughs> oh right now God. to take over. Well, so sure. uh, I I bet on Wellington Phoenix uh, previously in the show. If you've been listening, uh they're currently down there. That uh, was the team you bet yeah, on. their intent Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, I think one I think they need five. to implement a promotion and relegation. You know, with uh, the way that this league is going down there, <laughs> Miller. <laughs>
0: well,
1: they have a team called the Newcastle Jets, and I just don't think that they. They want to see them go down to the uh, the championship of Australia. No, but when a team but like Melbourne... It would be called the, the A1 League. Yeah. Oh my god. But, but the- I see.
0: Sponsored by A1 Steak Sauce. <laughs> yeah, but cool.
2: the thing is, when a, a team like Melbourne Victory are not punished for the oh. way that they're doing this year, it's absolute travesty. I mean, their fans are waiting for a better football team out there, and they're not getting it right now, so... yeah, I
0: just One re-
1: thing that they're definitely not getting out there is COVID. Continue, Gareth. No. Uh, <laughs> I was, that was, that I was, was a good gonna, one. I was just gonna say I'm not gonna. I'm not doing this segment ever again. What no. do you mean? No, I'm not doing this.
0: It, one, it was a crazy one, like you, you, the
2: crazy tackle that happened between Saprisa so like versus, versus Philadelphia you guys, Union. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys are funny. So, uh, context—they're now stealing my transitions into, uh, into my topics. I'm supposed to be the one asking the questions, not the uh, other way around. His brain's in a pretzel right now.
1: Uh, I just can't figure out which way to go. He's rattled right uh, now. My,
0: my brain is rattled right now. But a quick note before we get into the Miller Time Edwin segment. Yeah, there was a, a very, uh, a, a very, there was a, a crazy tackle that happened against between Saprisa and Philadelphia Union in the Concacaf champions league i'm sure you guys saw that but it was a late 94th minute and it was just the, the just the uh just a dangerous tackle first of all but just the way it only got a yellow card ricardo blanco mora for uh saprisa going into kai wagner i mean uh only a yellow card and there was a, a whole spill there was some pushing and shoving uh, what'd you make of that part
2: i mean i think i'll talk for both me and miller i don't know if miller has much chat about this tackle but uh it was truly a FIFA tackle. I mean, he talked about FIFA. This was it. And for only getting yellow, again, this is such a FIFA move. Absolutely ugly. Unnecessary, too, with how much seconds were left. The referee was about to blow the whistle. And for, for him to do that, it was just taking out the frustration, which you never do. And obviously, he was surprised that he got uh, lashed back at. I mean... uh what he needs to do is truly just grab a Miller, you know, chill out, and get, get a little bit of a Miller time going on like we are right now. Uh, oh. So, uh, Miller, uh, I know uh, we discussed the tackles. but uh, might need to leave. It, I might need to leave the show right now. What, <laughs> what are your picks this uh, this weekend? So I'm, I'm just taking have. over Gareth's job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gareth, you got to let me know what you think about these picks after okay. i making We'll you know. do, we'll do. All right. First game that I uh, think that, you know, people would have a good opportunity betting on here is going to be tomorrow, Saturday at 7 a.m. Arizona time. Liverpool play Aston Villa at home. We're coming back with Liverpool. Obviously, they had just had a big loss to Real Madrid. Their hearts are broken. Their fans are wondering... (laughs) What will we be in the future? Ooh, big, yeah. big bounce back win for these boys against a tough Aston Villa team. I think it'll be great. Okay. Then we're moving on to Sunday. My boys, Even, Manchester right. United, are playing the second game of the season against Tottenham. And I don't know if you boys remember or not. The first time we played Tottenham at home didn't go so well for us. Yeah. Had a red card in the first five minutes of the game, and we lost like six to zero. Did, uh, did Harry get that? Did yeah. Harry get that red card? Yeah. yeah. Maguire? Yeah. So, uh, uh, real tough, but I think this will be a revenge game. So, lay your entire house on Manchester United to win this the one. entire house? The entire well, house. well, Well, let's uh, be fair. Okay. Tottenham also haven't been playing their best recently, so let's just, just relax here if we, i'm playing my house you're coming with me okay right? we're, right. we're both gonna be on the streets. I'll put my house yeah both of our houses they're out there <laughs> we're gonna be both on the streets they're out there they're on the market now here's <laughs> here's what i'm gonna say to wrap it up i'm gonna do an edwin perez here and okay. i'm gonna pull an absolute shocker out of the bag <laughs> uh-oh sunday right before noon 11 a.m absolutely sheffield united play arsenal no way, Sheffield United. Absolutely, big dub to get to 17 points in I the agree. Premier League. Wow! Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not, I, I like that one. Yeah, and they're big. They'll be big underdogs. They'll be the odds. Got to be good on oh, that. Oh, they'll be real good, Gareth. You you lay your house on that. And you can come <laughs> out with a fortune. <laughs> Gareth's the next bill gates
2: absolutely oh yeah
1: that you know what? i'm i'm taking that advice you, you know,
2: know you know what also Gareth loves to do he loves to choose his mystery leagues and that's why i'm gonna do my picks on some mystery leagues <laughs> oh, probably no. the next one he's gonna choose he went in the alphabet he did the a league a the first one You're gonna do so the we're B-League. probably gonna do the next a league which is uh, the austrian bundesliga uh, oh no <laughs> which i'm gonna pick fc admira wacker moldling to get the dub over sv jalko reed i mean it truly <laughs> say that, that again that uh team and FC Admira Whacker Modeling is going gonna, is gonna to give them a whacking. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a simple way to put it. A whacking. But yeah, just, just simply put, you know. Yeah. And then I believe it's Sunday. Uh, ESPN's schedule with the soccer is not the best with these kind of leagues. But it's going to be on ESPN Plus, to be fair. Um, we talked about the A-League, and, you know, I felt like it's only fair to talk about uh, a game there and you talked about Melbourne City and Buffa said that they're not as good as uh, the results say it. and I agree with you so I'm going to go Sydney FC gets the win over Melbourne City a huge victory I think Sydney wasn't third from what we discussed so I'm a, I'm going a to ride with them um my last one I always like to have a fun one that Gareth always dislikes and everything like that and it's it's been it's been Evan in the show Miller you can correct oh, me if I'm no. wrong oh no I already know what you're going to say uh, he uh, he he clearly uh, can be replaced by us. So I'm thinking, right? We uh, I might have a discussion with someone in ESPN recently, and I know Gareth knows who I'm talking oh, about. Oh. We're going to discuss this for an interview, and I'm gonna ask him to join our DTP podcast. So uh, uh, my bet is uh, Gareth out uh, <laughs> Gareth and uh, Tallman in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. So uh, there we I go. I just
1: don't know if I can handle that. That's a that's
2: the DTP. He's need. very passionate. Absolutely, He's very, very
1: outspoken yeah. person. He's just sometimes a little bit too passionate for me.
0: <laughs> I, I think I might need to leave, leave leave the seat for him. if That were the case. Yep. Uh, he so. might he might expose my knowledge. I think he'd have to have like a tryout.
1: Like we'd have to put him and Gareth up. Against <laughs> oh, each other. I like that. And we're yeah.
2: we're over there controlling yeah, the board. We over we, here. we we yeah we pin them with the, budget. And, and,
1: and you know the emotions are running high in this room. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're absolutely just going back and forth hey if, if you can make that happen yeah. we,
0: we'd be happy, to, happy Competition. to we'd be happy to have that uh stay tuned if uh, of course we don't have a the school years wrapping up here at arizona state <laughs> but uh we we would love to have the some uh special guest absolutely. on the on the pod all right we have a couple more minutes final thoughts gentlemen heading into the weekend what's uh the plans what's what's on your mind uh, what's on my mind is i think miller the way he transitioned today was absolute beauty. i think <laughs>
2: oh, he needs to be on the board moving forward uh it's going to be in discussions behind the scene he'll he'll carry in discussions at uh the place we're going to go to eat afterwards uh I <laughs> know he's going to enjoy a chicken how how hot do you like your uh, food
1: uh, just depends on you know the day. Uh, yeah. So today's Friday. I can get a little freaky with it, Freaky Friday. Do you, you
2: want to do? There's one where you have to sign a waiver before you eat it. Probably not that one. <laughs> no. Fair <laughs> enough. I <laughs> <laughs> will carry those discussions over there. So I'm excited to go out, eat the boys. I'm good. Check out El Clasico. gonna be a good one. See Venicia shows up there. Oof. No Sergio Ramos, no PK for the other side. So Ooh. they kind of even okay.
1: out. Good game. Good game. Um, final thoughts final thoughts there's not really a lot going on up in this big old brain of mine uh (laughs) but make sure to keep your eye out uh the the other game to watch since edwin detailed one definitely watch united tottenham this weekend gonna be a good game uh both teams kind of fighting to you know tottenham's kind of trying to get top four and united's trying to kind of keep their place in second so it should be a pretty interesting game but other than that if you see gareth Make sure to give him a smile. He's looking real cute today. <laughs> Thank you, and that's how we're gonna end the show. Make sure you follow us on
0: Twitter at dissect the pitch. Uh, but uh, but for my partners Edwin Perez and Miller McCaney, I'm Gareth Quak saying so long. We'll be back next time next week same time. Have a great weekend, everybody.